Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Or good evening, rather. It's 436 here on the East Coast. And welcome to this broadcast. Amen. And I'm back on Sunday, January the 24th, the year of 2021. Wow, it seemed like this week went by so, so very fast. Amen. And today in our lesson, I'm having some music playing in the back. Is Donnie McClurkin singing uh, The Days of Elijah, one of the old ones uh, from way back there then. And of course, I do not own the rights to that music. Um, as we get ready to get started today with our Sunday School lesson, coming from David C. Cook commentary, Sunday School commentary. I will be reading my scriptures today from the um, King James Version. And those um, that are new to my broadcast, whether you're watching by YouTube, Facebook, or Anchor, my name is Susan Bizzle, and I am an ambassador of Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm an anointed teacher. Hallelujah. I'm a preacher, and I do uh, have the walk in the prophetic, and I just thank God, and I God is raising me and bringing me in and yet teaching me. Amen. And um, there's so much in this Sunday school book. I remember when I used to teach uh, Sunday school. Amen. And I picked this up because uh, so many churches now are not having Sunday school. Glory be to God. Amen. And um, like I said, I am using the David C. Cook uh, commentary. And um, you can purchase that um, at the Christian bookstore, uh, christianbooks.com, and probably eBay and everywhere else. Um, it is it is a good lesson. You have daily scriptures to read about the lesson, and it really breaks it down. And I really like it because it's a systematic uh, way to study the Bible. Amen. And um, let's get, get ready to jump right in. And we're going to be talking about something today. And I just want to hold up this plaque that I saw in the store the other day. Amen. I move my, my lamp out of the way. Can you see that? Amen. It says, when life gets too hard to stand, kneel. Amen. And I bought that to go on my prayer wall. Amen. How about you know that prayer brought us here? And if we got here on prayer, you might say, well, I didn't pray. Well, somebody prayed for you. Amen. And we're going to get into that today. Yes, I know grandmother prayed and uncle and aunt and mamas prayed, but we're going to see someone greater than all of, all of them. And that's Jesus. And when Jesus prayed for us. Amen. And today, uh, I'm just going to pray right quick before we get started i do want to say um i did see on the news that we have 25 million people that have uh in america they have been um affected with the COVID 19. we see economic decline we see um we just transferred to a new president and vice president uh president um biden and vice president Harris. Amen. And we thank you. This is our first female president, um, vice president, excuse me. Amen. And she is of Indian and African um, heritage. Amen. And we're celebrating that. And she is so happy in her 
her happiness had you could just see that smile on her face you know how it feels when you've done what you could do and now you've been elevated to where you can actually implement uh change amen and i thank you now i want to say to you you and i we may not have that position but we all have been called to prayer amen hallelujah and that's the greatest commission hallelujah is to preach and to pray because how about you know that we don't we're not wrestling against flesh and blood hallelujah but we are wrestling against spirits and principalities and dark and demonic forces amen and so all of our warfare have to be spiritual we're we're praying in the heavens and we have to pray from the third heaven we can't we we we, we are sitting with christ hallelujah in heavenly places hallelujah far above all of this stuff that we see with our natural eyes glory be to god that we have to have spiritual eyes and spiritual ears because he said um he that have an ear let him hear what the spirit he talking about his spirit is saying to the church and i want to clear this up because when we get in the lesson i don't want you to be confused the body of believers the body of born again believers are the church Glory be to God. The building is not the church. Hallelujah. Flesh and blood is not the church. Glory be to God. But hallelujah, the believers make up the church. Amen. Hallelujah. Now we use that word church as an adjective to describe what the activities are that go on inside the building. We might say the grocery store saying this is a store that has grocery they have other items but yet they have grocery items we say this is a uh, a car dealership because this is what they sell they sell cars this is a high school so this is a school for upper class hallelujah and they teaching and learning you know this is the public library so when we know we go to the library we can find books and reference books and research books right okay so that same way the church when we say let's go to church we're talking about the the building where at where the church the body of believers go to meet and gather now that's different that's different from being the body the church body and going to a building you're not saved just because you go to a building i can go to walmart and i can get grocery i can buy cleaning supplies baby supplies car stuff flowers fish and all of these things and so um there's many different types of stores amen you know, I mentioned Walmart because it's all pretty much on just about all inclusive. That's why we like Walmart, because if you go to some of the other stores, you know, and I do support my pop stores when I can. But sometimes I'm looking for items. And if I'm in a hurry or if I need this item, I can just go to Walmart because nine times out of ten, they have it. And they have more than just one type. And I can pick from different uh, brands and different suppliers. Amen. 
Glory be to God. Hallelujah. And as we get ready to get into this lesson, amen. And we're going to be talking about that. And um, what I wanted to say before we get started, let's just go to God in prayer. Precious Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this time and this moment of Bible study. And God, this is a good lesson. We're talking about prayer, Father. And we thank you and we just praise you and we give glorify you, Father, in the name of Jesus. And Father, we know, Father God, that your disciples ask you to teach them how to pray. And God, and we thank you and we praise you, Father God. Let us never forget to to pray, Father God, and to stir up our spirit, Father God, that we would fall in love with praying and talking with you, God, and seeking you first, Father God, in the name of Jesus and all we do. God, I ask you that you would open up our spiritual ears to hear, Father God, what the church, what the spirit is saying to our church in the mighty name of Jesus. And God, I thank you and I praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And we have one. Um, so, in this, in our lesson today, is called in the New Testament, and it's talking about Jesus and calls in His ministry. Okay, um, this is lesson eight, and as once I said, I'll be reading from the New King James Version. Um, this lesson is called for the world's belief, and our devotional reading will come out of First Timothy. Chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. Amen. Verses 1 Timothy, chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. Okay. All righty. I was just trying to give you a minute to get it. Okay, First Timothy chapter 2. I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceful life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. Whereunto I am ordained a preacher and an apostle, I speak the truth in Christ and lie not, a teacher of the Gentiles in faith and verity. I'm going to go ahead and read eight. I will therefore that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath, and doubting. Amen. And that is our devotional reading because we just read here. And this is the epistle of Paul, the apostle to Timothy. Amen. And um, he said, 
first of all, above anything, that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you. You know, for the kings and for those that are in authority, you know, uh, so we, the believers, the body of Christ, we have been given authority and power over the power of the enemy. That's why the effectual, uh, fervent prayers of the righteous availeth much because we have been given power. We just don't have power to brag and to boast, but we have power that we can pray and go and have supplications and, and petitions before God and that we can pray for all men, not just my family, not just me. I have power over the power of the enemy, not just so that me and my family, but for you and yours. And we are called to pray for one another and all men. That's the men that 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 uh, are in other countries. That's the men that that uh, maybe don't like me. That's the men that uh, maybe live uh, um, across town that I don't even know. You know, for the people that I know and the people that I don't know. I am called to pray for people in authority. I'm called to pray for leaders. I'm, I'm called to pray for the, the leaders uh, in Iran. I'm called to pray for, for the Jewish leaders. I'm called to pray for the president and vice president. I'm called to pray for Congress. I'm called to pray, you see, for people in authority. I'm called to pray for pastors. Amen. I'm, I'm called to pray for all men. And as we read that, the purpose of that is because God wishes above all things that all men would be saved and no soul would be lost. Amen. And so we that have the word and have been redeemed and have been translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light of his dear son, Jesus Christ, we have been given authority to be able to pray. Yes, we all can pray, but we all don't have the same power. Amen. Glory be to God. You look at an appliance that you buy in your house. It may have, you may have a microwave. Just take a microwave. This microwave may be 450 uh, watts. And this one may be 700 watts. And if you look on the back of your package, it will tell you the microwave time. If you're using one that has maybe 450, you, it will not do what the one that has 700. Watts will do, but they're both a microwave, amen, because when we first get saved and as we start walking this walk and we start learning more and it's like a babe, we begin to desire the sincere milk of the word that we may grow. And as we begin to grow, we come into more knowledge and just, just like a baby, you know, we start walking and we start talking and we start learning about spiritual warfare and we start learning about prayer. We learn how to pray and who to pray, who is the real enemy. Amen. Because flesh and blood is not the real enemy. 
the, the me that you see right now on the screen is not an enemy. Hallelujah. But there are dark forces. Amen. That are working. Hallelujah. On the scene. That's why we have to have spiritual ears and spiritual eyes to see. And when we pray, we're not praying against people, but we are praying the will of God be done in people's lives. Hallelujah. And we can't know what the will of God is if we don't know what the word is. Glory be to God. When you don't know what to pray and someone says, will you pray for me? You begin to pray because you take that on. You can't take it on and then not pray. Glory be to God because that has become your responsibility to pray for them earnestly. Amen. To call their name out before the Lord. Glory be to God. And ask God to have his way. God help them. God, you know what they need. God help them. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Yes. And the Bible even lets us know to pray for our enemies. Pray for those that despitefully use us. Glory be to God. We have been commissioned and commanded to pray. Hallelujah. Because prayer, prayer is a spiritual thing. Glory be to God. Because we are reaching, hallelujah, because prayer right here. No, but our prayers have to be effective in the spirit realm. Hallelujah. Binding and loosing. Glory be to God. Pulling down and casting down. Hallelujah. When we have on the whole armor of God that Ephesians 6 is talking about, that we may be able to stand. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Because our weapons are not carnal weapons. We don't cuss people out and this and this, but we go in and we pray, God, let your will be done. Amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. And we see this over here in 1 Timothy. I'm going to go back and read verse 8. I will therefore that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands. See, it's not just praying, but it's praying and lifting up holy hands without wrath. Hallelujah. We can't watch the Lord when, when Jesus, they asked Jesus to teach us how to pray. Forgive me my trespasses as I forgive others. They trespasses against me or debts or debtors because I can't pray with unforgiveness in my heart. My prayers are not effective. See, because that he put that holy part in there, lifting up holy hands. Hallelujah. Without wrath, you can't be wrathful with a person and then pray because you're not going to pray right. Glory be to God. We're not praying against that person. We're praying God's will. God save and deliver God. Cast, cast those spirits out, God. In the name of Jesus, open doors, make ways for this individual, Father God. Let your will be done in their life. Not my will, not their mama will, not their daddy's will, not the people's will, but your will, Father God. Your will, God, that you had preordained for them before the foundation of the world. God, your will be done in their life, God. Hallelujah. Save that children. Save that husband, God. Save that wife, God. Open doors. Make ways for them, Lord God. Hallelujah. Save them, Lord God. Glory be to God. Somebody prayed for you 
and somebody pray for me. Now we finna get into the word. Amen. This is a good lesson, but I don't want to go uh, too far tonight. I want to kind of hit the points and, and kind of move on because we have a lot of scriptures to cover. And as we look in the word, we, I have some scriptures, but when we see Jesus praying, we see the, we see the disciples praying, we see the apostles praying. See, cause once you start working up here and we know that, um, in Ephesians four, tell us, excuse me, that Jesus gave gifts to men, apostles, prophets, pastors, evangelists, and teaching for the perfecting of the church, to be able to train up the church, make disciples, hallelujah, to be effective in ministry, hallelujah, glory, ah, yes, Lord, hallelujah, because this is a spiritual thing, glory be to God, when you see me, you see my flesh body, but you don't see the Holy Spirit in me, Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because I have a new home. Hallelujah. And I have become the kingdom. Hallelujah. A kingdom citizen. Hallelujah. On this earth. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. We are in the earth, but we are not of the earth. We are here. Hallelujah. In the flesh. But one day, hallelujah, he's going to come for me and he's going to come for you. Hallelujah. And then I'm going back with him. Glory be to God. And we got to be sure. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That he don't catch us with our work undone. So we're talking about praying. Hallelujah. Because how do you expect to grow? How do you expect to be effective if you're not praying? Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Amen. 25 million Americans, 25 million plus Americans affected with COVID-19. That means that they had it and got healed. You know, they had it or they, they died. Uh, we got 400,000 plus, if I'm not mistaken, the last time I heard on the news. Glory be to God. Those are just not numbers, but those are people just like you and me. They have loved ones. They have children that they're leaving behind. They have husbands and wives that they're leaving behind. They have grandchildren that they're leaving behind. Glory be to God. They have students that they're leaving behind. These are doctors and students and everyday citizens and elderly people. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. So we can't forget our and lose our passion to pray. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Because that's what we've been given all this power for. We don't just have power just to sit around and just and do nothing, but we have power to go to work. Hallelujah. We're not saved by works. We're saved by grace unto doing good works. Jesus Christ went about everywhere he went doing good works. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. And our background scriptures today is going to be John 17, chapter, verses 14 through 24. I have given them thy word, and the world have hated them because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. That's what I was just talking about. Amen. Because Jesus, remember when they was getting ready to crucify him, he's and um and when they was in the garden and and Peter pulled out his sword. 
Amen. And he told him, he said, put it up. I can call legions of angels. And then remember, he told Pilate, well, you wouldn't have any authority over me, you know, except my father, you know. And so, and Jesus said, you know, I'm not of this world. If my kingdom was of this world, then these people would fight for me. But they don't have to fight for me because my kingdom, I, I don't have a, my kingdom is not earthly. I have a heavenly kingdom. Amen. I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but thou shouldest keep them from evil. Glory be to God. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. As thou hast sent me into the world, even so I, even so have I also sent them into the world. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself that they also might be sanctified through thy truth. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their words. That they all may be one as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee. And they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. And the glory which thou gavest me, I have given them, and they that they may be one even as we are one, I in them and thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one and that the world may know that thou hast sent me and hast loved them as thou hast loved me. Father, I will that they also whom thou hast given me be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory, which thou hast given me, for thou lovest me before the foundation of the world. In our key verse today, neither pray I for these alone, but for them also, which shall believe on me through their word. And that's John 17, verse 20. Amen. And we see Jesus praying for the whole world as he's praying, not just for his disciples, his 12 that would be become the 12 apostles, but he's praying that because they were not supposed to be killed with him. Amen. But they were to stay behind and carry on the work. And through their preaching and witnessing, hallelujah, that others would get saved and then being like a cookie cutter and then these are multiplying to this, and then this is multiplying to this, and this is multiplying to this. And pretty soon, we have Christ-like people around the world. To When you come in contact with us, that you be changed, that we're preaching and teaching and loving and working in unity, hallelujah, that you would see from hearing from our words and our prayers, hallelujah, that you would get saved in the name of Jesus. Ain't that all right? That's all right. Because he was praying for us even before we was born. Hallelujah. Isn't that something? So he was praying because it was not the will that he would lose any. He said, Father, I didn't lose any that you gave me. Glory be to God. Did you assign to my hand? I didn't lose any of them. Amen. And somebody might be saying, well, he lost Judas. No, he didn't lose Judas. Judas left on his own. 
Amen. Glory be to God. Judas chose to do that. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. I'm going to read this introduction because I, I thought this was kind of interesting. And I had talked to, with my daughter about it um, earlier. Um, and it's called Why Don't They Come? In August 2018, the Pew Research Center published results of a survey on religious behaviors. The study had polled more than 1,300 individuals who identified their religious preference as nothing in particular. 51% of those explained their preference by saying, I question a lot of religious teachings. In two separate questions, 47% of them said they were not involved because I don't like the positions churches take on social and political issues. And 34% said, I don't like religious organizations. The survey results suggest that individuals who choose not to affiliate with any religious group do not view such gatherings as safe and welcoming places to explore personal religious beliefs and lifestyle choices. While the results of this survey may not be surprising, they are nevertheless tragic. The church is the body of Christ and the vehicle through which God is working to reach a lost world. It can be discouraging to realize that many choose to avoid the church because they view it as irrelevant or even as hostile to their well-being. Yet this is not what Christ intended the church to be. And today's lesson explains why. Now, I could just spend, we could spend weeks with just that, months. We could spend years with just that right there. But uh, And I thought it was interesting because, uh, now first let me just say, um, we don't know who these 1,300 um, people were, you know, that were surveyed. So, um you know, we don't know where they live, what, you know, um, you might could research it. Um, it's August 2018 and the Pew Research Center. So you might could research it. But what I found interesting was that they said that they did not view such religious gatherings as safe and welcoming and places to explore personal religious beliefs and lifestyle choices. Now, I thought that was very, I, I, I'm going to just talk about that for a few minutes. I thought that was very interesting because these same people probably go to work on a job where that is not safe, and it's not welcoming. And you may say, well, what do you mean it's not safe, it's not welcoming? What, what I'm saying that it's not safe is you can't express yourself. If you don't like the rules, you have to still do the rules or be fired. 
They can fire you at any time. Most states here in America have the 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 what is it the uh the the right the will to work or the right to work that they have that to where the employer the employee can quit at any time, and the employer can fire them at any time. We don't have to give any type of explanation why. So I thought that was funny, and most people. Um, here in America, because we see the initiative for the poor that Dr. William Barber is doing and just talked about recently um, in D.C. Um, at how many people live below the poverty and they work. These are not people, they, uh, you know, and a lot of these people are people that go to work every day. And as I was telling my daughter, if you think that the average movie ticket. Even just as a matinee movie maybe $10.50, depending on where you are, because every every city doesn't have a dollar movie theater. Every every movie theater doesn't do uh, $5 Tuesday nights. So the average movie ticket, you know, even if you say seven or 10, you know, and you want to take you and your, and maybe you, you and someone else or you and your children, um, Look at what that is. Popcorn, a soda and popcorn, $15. You know, a pizza, $10. Because they have different movie theaters that offer different refreshments. You know, now it's one thing for me not to want a refreshment. And I may say, well, I'm going to eat a Taco Bell when I leave, or I'm going to, I'm going to this to, you know, McCall's Buffet, you know, after this. And I, you know, we just want to hop in and, and see the Avenger movie. But when you're taking your children, you know, and so we're saying that it's a shame that you have to work one hour or two hours to just be able to go to the movie. You see, so I found it interesting that, you know, on your, on your job, you know, some jobs don't have unions. If you even talk about union, you know, they'll let you go. You, you work and you don't have good work and safe, uh, safe environments to work in. You're working with all kinds of people, you know, all kinds of stuff going on, you know. And, and to think that all these people said that they don't come to church because they don't feel safe. Or that they um, feel like church is hostile. You know, because I'm just saying, you want to talk about hostile. Look at our public school system. But you send your children to school every day. Look how hostile that is. Look at, look at all the school shootings and all the bullying and all the kids that have killed themselves doing to bullying and all of these type of things. Even with COVID raging, you, some, some parents that are listening sent their kids to school. And are still going to work. Oh, and not even with the COVID, with HIV and STDs, and are still having, still in fornication, having unprotected sex with people that they just met and don't even know. So when we get to talking about, well, I don't go to church because I don't feel safe. Still hanging at nightclubs and that, that get shot up every weekend. Taking experimental drugs, putting drugs in a bowl and, and, and just taking them. So I, I thought that was interesting when the, the word safe uh, 
and hostile and that it wasn't good to their well-being. I, I, I thought about all the people that work in the coal mines and, and, and their children grow up and end up working in coal mines. I, I thought about all the, the children that come out of high school with high hopes to go to college and can't afford college. And I just thought about that. I, I just thought about in a world where where children are are, are hungry and and um, I, I was in California and I relocated, you know, back to my home city during the COVID. And I I thought it was interesting to see in Southern California people laying on the street and people just walking over people and, and these are people that are made in the image of God, the same God that you love and I love. Just just laying on the street, whole families, um intense and 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 um you know uh skid row and, and all of these places. Then they have the place over by um the 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 west side, you know, the 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 Wilshire uh VA were, were veterans lined up down there in tents. And I, I thought it was interesting that people would think of the church as not being safe and not being good for their well-being. But those same people, uh, I'm not saying that these 1,300, but I'm just saying all the different activities that are taking place at night, the liquor houses, the drug houses, the crack houses, you know. And so I understand that we may have excuses of why we don't want to go, you know, to this building because going to the building is not the same as being in God because Jesus' teaching was not about going to a building. Jesus' teaching was about you must be born again. Hallelujah. That the kingdom of God come in you and you be a new creature. It ain't said nothing about no building. Amen. I, but I just thought that was interesting. And that they they wouldn't they couldn't explore personal religious beliefs. Can you imagine in many churches today? And when you say, and I went in here and it was just so confused, you know what that is? Everybody practicing their personal religious beliefs because being born again, that's not a religion. That's a relationship with Christ, your personal relationship. It ain't got nothing to do about going into no building because the building is not God. When you get saved and when you get born again, the Lord comes inside of you and take up their abode. Hallelujah. And you have a personal relationship with God. God is not something that you put in your in your pocket and you take and you put it up on the shelf and you bow down and give it fruit and, 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 and offer fruit and incense. God is not a song. We worship you. That's a worship song. That is not God. So when we start using this word, it has been used and made to be irrelevant. Glory be to God. The church building is irrelevant to me because I understand that I have 
The kingdom of God is inside of me. So if I go to the, wherever I am, the ark of the covenant of God is with me. That's why when the church buildings closed down, I wasn't offended. Because the Bible speaks of those times. It speaks of times. Do you know there are countries right now where Christians are being killed and persecuted? And they're meeting underground. And the church building closes and you have a Bible at home. You can go and you can stand on the street and preach and all of these liberties that we have in America. And we're just so persecuted now. While your, your walk with God has nothing to do with a building. Glory be to God. And if you are think that your walk has to do with a building. Then it's, then, then you, you are in error. You're in the spirit of error. Yes, we like to meet together. But we don't have to meet together at a, at a, build, at a church building with a steeple on it. And padded pews and a chandelier hanging. And have somebody on the keyboard hitting notes. That has nothing to do with your personal relationship. That's an experience. That's an event. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Because I am the church. I am a member of the body of Christ. He lives in me. Glory be to God. That's different from I got to get to a building. Well, let me tell you something. Uh, a couple of days before I was to get on my plane and, and, and um, head back home from California, I was sitting on my couch one Friday night and I had, I had dozed off earlier. And you know how you're sitting on your couch and you wake up. And I was sitting there and all of a sudden, Glory be to God. I stayed in a two-bedroom, in a um, two-story apartment building. I heard something, and then it was like a gentle rock, and then it started rocking. It was a, it was a, um, I think it was a 5.0 earthquake. Now, ask yourself, what if this is it? I ain't got time to go down here to no church to to find no church building, and I had one right across the street. You see, well, where's the preacher that I need to get saved? No, this is a personal relationship. You can get saved anytime you need to. This is don't worry about who's doing right, who's living right, who's not living right. What you gonna live? You be the example. Glory to God. You won't go to church, but you'll go everywhere else. You'll go to the Jew joint. <laughs> you'll go stand on the block where they shoot every weekend. Glory be to God. But then when it comes to the church, well, they hurt me. They hurt you at work, but you go back. That man you shacking with, he hurt you, but you still there shacking with him with your legs open. Committing fornication. You got drunk and you had a headache, but you still drinking. I just thought it was interesting. 
Glory be to God. I just thought it was interesting. Glory be to God. I, I thought that was just interesting to see what the excuses was for not being born again. He, he said, he told Nicodemus, you must be born again. Marvel not. He never said you must go to a church building. Nicodemus went to him. There's a familiar song they sing at off at, at the time when they're calling for people to get saved. That and it's come to Jesus. I never heard Jesus say, "Come to a church building." We are the temple. Our bodies are the temple. We are the temple. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. And being saved is not a religion. It's relationship. Glory, glory be to God. Amen. Now, we got that kind of cleared up. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. We are called to be different. Amen. Like Jesus was different. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. And a lot of times people don't understand it. Glory be to God. They say, well, those people, they fanatics. They, 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 they are Jesus freaks. They this and they that. No, we're just different. We come from a, I come from a different kingdom. I've been born again. I've been born into the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. This world, all of this stuff that I used to do, well, you just a hypocrite because you talking about fornication and you used to shack and you used to spread your legs. I did. And it was wrong when I done it. That's why I'm telling you that it's wrong when you do it because it was wrong when I done it. And if I had died in that, I would have went to hell and hell out of lifted up my eyes forever being in torment and then would have been cast into the lake of burning fire. So when you see me praising him. I got a reason. If it had not been for the Lord who was on my side and saved me, glory be to God. That's why I can tell you that, that, that it don't work because it didn't work for me. And if it's wrong for me, it's wrong for you. Glory be to God. I didn't say I was perfect. I didn't say I was faultless. I said I was born again. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Because people say, well, they judge at the church. I don't judge. But if you want to practice any, because by now, you know what we stand for. You know what Jesus stand for. Glory be to God. Now, there are some churches that I ain't going to. Because they they don't they they not sticking sticking to the teachings of Jesus. They've strayed and gone off in error. You see, but I'm talking about when you are in a church that they are they are teaching and preaching the word of God. See, because you got your own Bible. Regardless of what, what mine is King James, you got your own Bible. And when you all off there and all over there, then I can check it myself. That ain't what the words say. You see? And with your praying and fasting that we talking about doing and praying. Amen. That we might know the truth. Hallelujah. 
And God said, you know what? And he'll begin to open up your spiritual eyes and let you see, you know, this and this and this and that. He'll deal with you in your dreams. Now it's up to you to stay. Glory be to God. Because the, the only person you're going to have to answer for is that person that's looking back at you in the mirror. And ain't nobody going to be there with you either. That's right. That, and I say something and they back me up. My, my little posse back me up. That's not gonna be that's not gonna be the case. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Let's look at this. Matthew 26, 36 through 44, the verses. Mark chapter 14, verses 32 to 40, and Luke chapter 22, verses 39 to 46. Give brief accounts of Jesus' prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane. The focus is on his agonized petition that he might be spared the crucifixion. John's gospel, by contrast, doesn't include that prayer. Instead, it features Jesus' lengthy and detailed prayer for his disciple. Amen. That prayer comes at the end of a lengthy um, section known as the farewell address. Chap, um, the book of John, chapters 13 through chapter 17. Jesus is, is making his um, farewell address because he's been to um, be taken and, and put on a mock trial and he's been to be crucified and, and died. And he's going to be buried and, and raised again. I said no high, but he's telling and comforting his disciples, because these are a group of men that he's been walking with, eating with for three years. And he loves them and they love him. And he's getting ready to leave. See, we seeing the, the human side of Jesus and the divinity side because he knows his time. And so he's putting everything in place. We got to get our houses in order because we're going to not always be here. And Jesus is doing, if we would say it, getting everything in order because he's letting them know, I'm leaving. This, this, this. As we might say, his last will and testament. You know how sometimes a, a loved one is on their bed of affliction, their their deathbed, and there's there and they then the doctor say call the family, and all the family come in and they say well bye and and you might and, and really see it in movies and they call for the children and they hug the children and they say you know I'm sorry I got to leave you but you be a good you be a good little you be a good little boy and I really love you but you know mama's sick and mama can't be here. So think about that when we think about these 400,000 plus just in America. Now, all over the world, everybody has their number. 
It's just not a number. These are human people. These are people with like passions like you do. They like getting up in the morning, making breakfast for their husband. They love sitting back and watching TV with him. They love being home when he comes home from work. They love spending time with their children and hugging their babies. These are people that have lives that they enjoy like we do. And there they're gone. Some of them didn't get to do this, what Jesus is doing. Because because of the COVID, they, they couldn't have family members come to the hospitals. Family members couldn't be at the retirement home. The only people that could be there were the healthcare officials. But the ones that were born again, we're not alone. See, because we got to make preparations to get out of here because we're not going to always be here. And we even see Jesus, the son of God, making preparations, getting, putting the last instructions here. This is what I need you to do. And he's praying to God that they don't be killed because it's not the will of God. That's why when Peter pulled out his sword and cut the man's ear off, he said, Peter, put your sword up. He picked the man's ear up and put it back on. Because they had came to take Jesus. Take Jesus. And Peter said, like, we go, because the disciples had made up in their mind that we're going and we're going to die with him. And he was like, no, because I need you to stay here and carry on what I'm doing. Amen. That's why when we as people, we, we you know, as we not as people that's getting older because people are dying now. The other day they said over 4,000 some people had died in a 24-hour period. So we have to get our houses in order because we don't know what's going to happen. Yes, we, we hope for the best, but we plan for the worst. And when the earthquake hit, because I born and raised on the East Coast. So being out here on the West Coast, I think I was in about three, three earthquakes. Out there in California. So if you are not used to that, you don't know if this is it. Everybody else like, oh, psh, go back to sleep. You see, but for me, it was major. Because when you talk about the ground shaking, I it, wait, the what the who the whole apartment building shaking. What you talking about? See, we talking about having a personal relationship. There was, there ain't no time, ain't no need of trying to run nowhere, you know, ain't no need of trying to do nothing. Because we supposed to live every day like it's our last day. We live in a state of consecration, a state of readiness. Glory, to get ready and stay ready. Get your houses in order. For the Lord is soon to come back. And he's telling Peter now, amen, what to do. And he's thanking God and praying, you know, because it's not God's will for all of them to die in the garden. 
Now it was the devil's will. Because remember, Peter had already said, no, they ain't finna kill you. And remember what Jesus said, get thee behind me, Satan, for thou savorest not the things that are God's. See, because Jesus is telling him, it is, it is the will of God that I die. Glory be to God for the world. That's the whole purpose of me coming. Jesus was manifested to destroy the works of the devil. And Peter was like, no. Because now Peter has gotten attached to Jesus. They got this, they got a godly soul tie. And this is the man, he's working miracles and all of this stuff. So they thought, and remember, they were under Roman citizenship and rule. So they thought that they were going to fight and Jesus was going to establish them the kingdom again. You know how they kept falling into sin and, and taking in captivity and all this. And then Jesus would restore them back. But that wasn't an earthly kingdom. See, and so they was ready. If we got to fight, let's fight. But Jesus was teaching them how to do a spiritual fight through prayer and fasting. And he taught them that. Glory be to God. Being different. Being different. I was at a church and uh, Prophetess Mary Cannon, she preached the word. And I remembered all these years. And she preached dare to be different. Because we are peculiar people. Amen. Everybody wants to find out about what's the church and who's the, you know, everybody got they say so about the church and they not even saved. Hallelujah. Because, because the book of John in chapter three says when Nicodemus came and Jesus is talking about being born again, he said, you don't even understand it. The carnal mind, you can't even understand this. And so he's saying you can't see the kingdom because your eyes are, are not open. You can't see the kingdom with these, with the eyes right here. So when you look at this person, you say, well, this person, he don't look right. This, this, are you talking about the flesh, but you don't see the spirit. Glory be to God. And our prayer should be, Lord, I don't want to know anybody after the flesh, but open my spiritual eyes and, and, and this discernment, Father God, and my ears that I can see and I can hear. And I will see the spirit that I'm dealing with. And I'll know how to handle. Give me the wisdom to know how to handle this. All of these things come in through prayer and fasting. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Let's come on over here and let's, let's look at this. Jesus reflected on his pending death and reminded the father that the son's mission would continue through the disciples. Therefore, Jesus asked his heavenly father to equip the disciples in certain ways so they could continue his work. The form and content of that equipping is the subject of today's text. Remember, Jesus gave, um, he gave his believers gifts. Ephesians 4, that's what I'm talking about. The apostles, the prophet, the pastors, evangelists, and teachers 
for the equipping of the saints. You can read that in Ephesians 4. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And, and you know, and so when you talk about coming into the church building, what you're talking about is coming in, the believers, the born again people coming in. And, and uh, Jesus said his house should be a house of prayer for all people. Hallelujah. That's why he was flipping the table, the tables over. He's like, no, this is out of order. You know, this is for 